0: Welcome, fellow wine lovers. This is the Wine Ghost Podcast. I'm Maté Vosch, sommelier and seeker of hidden stories behind the wine navels. For wine tasting clips and video interviews with my guests, please look for the Wine Ghosts on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. But now, please grab a glass and listen to how today's ghosts get out of the bottle. This episode virtually goes to the Wachau region of Austria again. My guest is the Honorable Roman Horvath, Master of Wine and CEO of the Domaine Wachau winery. In my eyes, the Domaine has been a fantastic example for a respectable and innovative cooperative not only in Austria, but in the vast wine world as well. Hundreds of local Wintner families thrive for excellent wines with around 80 labels under the guidance of Mr. Horvath, and Mr. Fischengruber, the chief winemaker and oenologist at the estate. We've talked about the Wachau terroir and history in great detail, tasted three tasty wine ghosts together, touched upon sustainable and organic viticulture, discussed the ideal way to show the individuality of the many Wachau microterroirs, and highlighted why Wachau should be your next holiday destination. It was a very educational and compact episode and, of course, a great honor to have Mr. Horvath on the show. Enjoy and please leave a rating on iTunes if you liked it or just send me a feedback on social media or via email. And visit the Wine Ghosts YouTube or Instagram channel for short segments cut out from the podcast, like the explanation of the wine growing conditions in the region on detailed maps by my guest. So, Prost! Welcome to the show, sir. It's uh, really an honor to, to have you talk about a little bit about Wachau and also about Domain of So welcome to the welcome to the show, Mr. Horvat. Yeah,
1: pleasure for me to 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 be with you and to talk a little a little bit about Bachau and Domain Wachau and maybe to taste
0: some words together. So I've already had the great fortune to visit the, the region this year, and I was really blown away from the scenic view, really. Uh, and the way the danube takes turns and provides an exceptional vinyard structure with different altitudes, exposures and, of yeah. course, microclimate. But in case the yeah. listeners were not uh, blessed yeah. enough to step foot in into this magical landscape yet, so can mm-hmm. you please briefly introduce Wachau and where does it lie, um, yeah. what makes it so unique, and maybe also talk about differences between the westernmost Spitz area and the more eastern side of the valley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: um yeah thank thank you for the for the invitation great pleasure being with you and and spending the next uh i don't know 45 60 minutes plus uh depending on the number of your questions or uh how deeply i elaborate my 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 answers uh but honestly there's there's a lot uh, to tell about Wachau. um so it's a' it's, it's a pretty complex um, wine region um, regarding climate um, regarding um, geology biodiversity is very very important it has a strong history um, and uh, even a a very very um, strong history in in the last decades because Wachau started a little bit earlier than other wine regions to focus on quality already in the 1960s 70s um, and there's a certain um, advantage in, in developing the, 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 the sites and, and the, the vineyard management and so on. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm responsible for Domain Wachau, uh, very, very unique uh, estates. Um, first of all, because we, are, we have vineyards all over the region. Um, so we are important as a, as a wine producer. Um, all over the valley, not only in one village, because usually when you're a family grower, you have your vineyards in your village and, and, and um, surrounding your winery more or less, uh, but we have them from the western end or beginning to the eastern and, and with vineyards on the northern bank of the Danube and the southern bank. Um, but more on that uh, in a few minutes, I will uh, give you a, a brief idea about the region, Um, what you can see here is a very, very typical um, landscape picture um, of of Wachau. This is actually the Eastern part of Wachau. So all all of you who have been already to Wachau, I'm I'm sure you have a little bit of orientation. Back there, there is the town of Krems. And uh, Wachau actually starts exactly here. Um it's it's much much clearer when you are here in the region because um the, the Bachau Valley is a very, very narrow valley. You have the hillsides rising um to the Waldviertel to the north, and you have the so-called Dunkelsteiner Wald, from where the picture is taken here uh, to the south. So this is um the town of, of uh, uh Unterleuben and Oberleuben and back there is the town of Dürrenstein. So this is only the eastern part of Wachau, but very, very typically you have uh, uh, the the Danube at 200 meters above sea level. Then you have the valley floor, um, the deeper soils, the richer soils, um, the more fertile soils, um, um, lower planting density, and then you have the hillsides. Here's the Leubenberg, one of the top single vineyards, the Leubenberg um with very very rocky soils um, um, um very meager soils dry stone walls and you can see here uh, this one of these typical side valleys leading up north and bringing cool air um to the south
0: so I- at, th- at this point if you only listen to this conversation uh, it might make sense to to look at the youtube video because i also can upload the, the video because uh, uh now it- you can see also great uh, pictures about the landscape and also the actually mm-hmm. the, just the whole structure, how the, the valley looks like, and uh, so it's really worth uh, yeah. checking out the YouTube. Cool. So uh, you can see here, this is the
1: Wachau region, <clears throat> and um, learning about wine is a lot about geography, location, um, where a wine region is based, and knowing where a wine region is based Um, In relation to its neighboring wine regions, areas within a country, you can actually already tell a lot about climate and and wine styles. And knowing that Wachau is the most Western wine region in lower Austria, you can tell it's also the coolest um, wine region. Um, So um, it's a one hour drive from Vienna, more or less along the Danube to reach out for the Wachau Valley, and you have the neighboring regions, Kremstal, Kampdal, Tartar and Wachau is the most Western one. And <clears throat> um, here we have a closer look on the Wachau area. Um, the first picture we saw was actually this, this uh, sector here, this part of the Wachau. So we had a view on Unterleuben, Oberleuben, and a little bit of the town of Dürnstein, and we saw the Loibenberg, and this part here, the eastern part of Wachau, is a little bit warmer than the rest of of the area, because here we have the Pannonian climatic influence, which is um, 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 created, established in the Hungarian plate, and reaches uh, and goes towards um, um, west. Um, influences Hungary heavily and, and, and Vienna and stretches out along the Danube and reaches the eastern part of Wachau. And here we have similar um, 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 growing conditions uh, in terms of, of temperature to Kremstal and Kantar. But then the Danube makes a very, very strong bend. And you can see um, that uh, the strong bend. And, and you, you, you're, you're in a very narrow valley and, um, and from here on, it becomes cooler and cooler and cooler. The cent- central part where we have vineyards uh, with Domain Wachau, for example, the Achleiten, is very, very balanced. And then you come to the town of Spitz, where it's already much, much cooler um, from sites such as the Singerdiedel or the Axe Points. And then you have even cooler spots um, going up northwest. This is the Spitz Valley. Very, very exciting sites and vineyards that we have back there, um, such as the single vineyard brook where we do a riesling federspiel. This is actually the, the, the edge of wine growing. Wine growing stops here in Lower Austria. Um, this, is, uh, this is this kind of classic marginal climate, Randklima, as we say in German, marginal climate. Um, very, very cool, long hanging time. And it's not for sh- sure that you bring Grüne Riesling every, every year to full ripeness. You have to wait long, um, the, the, the vine has the chance to, to, um, the synthesis through to thin size for a long time, um, and, and, a very intense uptake of nutrients and, and minerals. So this is a little overview of the Wachau area. And here would be a closer look. Um, highly co- complex, very, very um, fragmented. In total, we have 150 exactly demarcated vineyards. Um, not able to read them here. But this would be, for example, the Singaridl, where we have um, one third of the, of the vineyard is Domaine Wachau. 150 exactly demarcated, exactly eliminated, eliminated. Um defined vineyards, um, single vineyards, cru, as it is called in, in, in English or in French. Um, and as Domain Bachau, we have vineyards all over the area. We have them in the Spitz Valley. We have them on the southern side of the Danube. Rossa zu stuff, very, very exciting parts of the uh, area. Mountain, which is um slightly flatter. Here you don't find these steep terraces and Yeah,
0: it was a short introduction. Thank you. And is it also maybe a big difference uh, geologically between the two banks, so the southern and the northern bank?
1: Um, geologically, there's not that huge difference. Um, of course, there's a difference from one vineyard to the next because sometimes you have more uh, Topsoil, um, where you have a soil which is more meager and and and, and uh, um, less fertile, uh, depending more on the altitude. So the altitude is actually a very very um, strong indicator what type of soil you have because you have to imagine. Um, um, so, so we, have, in terms of geology, we we talk about gneiss. Nice. Um, this is our our very very important uh, bedrock. Um, uh, G N E I S S Nice, um, a very, um, a, uh, a very uh, rare type of, of soil, metamorphic rock. You do not have many wine regions worldwide that that work on on, on Nice. The Muscadet region is uh, one of them. So this is uh, the Nice. Here you see a typical uh, soil profile, and you have to imagine um, we are standing here in Wachau on on uh, on, a, on, a, on a on a plate, on an old plate which used to be a huge mountain range some hundred million years ago, the so-called Variscan um, mountain range, um, which was here long before um, the, the the continents um, were built as we know it them today. And, um, and, and what's left is the so-called Bohemian Plate. In the north, we have the Waldviertel, the forest district. And to the south, we have the Dunkelsteiner Wald. And in between, we have this very narrow valley, uh, which the Danube carved its way through. Um, and uh, to both sides, we have this hillside. And over millions of years, so you can imagine this is a, a steep hillside. And water and gravity washed the topsoil um, to the lower parts. Um, so you have on these on, on, on hillsides you have very, very meager soil, very, very little um, topsoil, so extremely rocky. And on the lower end of the hillside, you have these sediments or this eroded material of the gneiss nice, um, mixed up with, um, with gravel and, and, and alluvial parts that brought the, the danube. So, um, and because uh, on the southern sides of the Danube, uh, that was your question, we do not have these extremely steep terraces. So usually the soil is a little bit deeper. Um, you have kind of fresher, Grüner um, brighter flavors that we get from there, um, from single vineyards, such as the Kirnberg. Um, and, and that's the difference. So it's not uh, that the geology is, is different, it's more about the, the 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 structure of the soil because there's more topsoil or less topsoil very often. And of course, we also do talk about different types of nice, but that would go too far. Um, that would be too complex too. Um, so we would need a, a separate uh, geology seminar uh, talking about that next time.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, can you bl- briefly also? talk about the uh, veneer vachau and also about this classification system because i think it's also uh, yes. very unique
1: uh, to the region. uh that's 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 uh, uh very important um Binevachau is is um, um so impor- important to know that veneer vachau is not the um uh, not a group of of producers with the same idea and and, and marketing and, and export business it's a association that is re- responsible for the for the whole of the area, so for all type of producers, and um, in total there are two hundred uh, members, two hundred member pro- producers of Vinha of um and. Of course, 200 producers of, 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 uh, of Acha, nobody, nobody, nobody would be able to name them. So there are many, many very, very small estates that have the Heurigen, this typical Austrian wine tavern, wine tavern um, this, this wine restaurant where they serve cold food and a little bit of, of local um, um, sales to tourists, but there, there's no um, recognition internationally or, or they sell their wines only here, here locally. Um, but there are also uh, the big names, the, the very famous names such as Knoll and Hitzberger, part of winnie and of course uh, Domain-Wachau as well. Um, so it's a it's a very, very democratic um, 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 system and it's mostly about um, the protection of the of the area. Um, Winnie-Wachau was established in the beginning of the 1980s or 1983. And at that time, um, it was a, a very, very innovative um, 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 cutting edge uh, um, step that were, was taken um, and to, <clears throat> to allow the consumer um, to recognize the style of wine immediately. We have three um, style um, styles here in the Wachau, so it's a kind of three-tier system. I would not call it uh, tif- different quality levels, just different styles of wine. Um, I, I've written here the Steinfeder in smaller letters because it's a very Austrian um, style, which is not exported. Um, and as we're doing it in English, so it's maybe for international markets, this video. Um, and Steinfeder is the, is the uh, that's what we're doing right now. So we, we started picking two weeks ago and um, in the 2000, uh, 2021. Um, lower alcohol, usually from the valley floor, um, higher yields. Um, it's not that much about, about intensity or complexity. It's a very, very light, easy drinking summer wine. And what we're also doing, we're doing first selections on, um, on, on hillsides, on, 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 on steeper um, vineyards, um, just checking the vineyards and if there's any, any infection, um, either dropping the grapes or using them for steinfeeder. Um, Federspiel is uh, the style that we are starting to pick uh, in these days or in the next week. Um, this is usually the most uh, well-known style of Vitlina and the Riesling on international markets. Um, this is this medium-bodied style, um, very elegant, uh, very grim. It shows very, very precisely the, the, um, um, the flavors of the grape variety Vitlina or Riesling. Um, and, and it's typical white pepper mineral driven expression of a Vidina, usually 12, 12 12.5% alcohol and always dry. And then there's this smaragd style. This is a kind of reserve style. Uh, when you read smaragd on the label, you know, you have a concentrated wine. You have, um, you have uh, deeper aromas. You have complexity. It's an age worthy wine. You can age it for five years, 10 years plus, um, also dry, but, but there's more mouthfeel and more texture. So it's about uh, about the style and, and having these, these uh, three or two different style names on the on the label, you know immediately uh, what wine you can expect, why it's dry wine, either medium-bodied or full-bodied.
0: Exactly, I think that's a, that was not only then uh, cutting-edge uh, marketing, I would say, But still now, if you don't know the producer, you know what you get basically, or like basically the style at least. So, and uh, also in the the last years, there was a big change maybe because uh, Wachau uh, became also part of the DAC system in in Austria. So can you please a little bit uh, elaborate on this this connection maybe, and what changed since the DAC was introduced?
1: Um, yeah, um, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Um, as, as, as you know, um, Austria um, is establishing and it's still an ongoing process, um, a new wine legislation coming from the old Germanic system um, where quality was defined by uh, sugar contents in the juice and, and the weight. That's originally the same idea that was established in Binaya in the 1980s and back uh, 30 years. That was a, a, a good approach because then you had to teach the very, very small producers what is good quality. You have to risk, you have to wait longer. Um, it's not about uh, picking too early and, and having green and unripe grapes. Um, but of course, uh, time has changed. We have climate change, and, and the growers are, are much more knowledgeable. And it's not about the sugar weight anymore. Um, it's more about the origin. And that's what Austria in general is, is um, introducing into the wine law, wine legislation. And wineviertel was the first region doing that in the early 2000s. Um, at that time, still a kind of different idea, just one wine and, 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 and strong marketing behind, behind this one style. Um, Many, many other regions followed. And recently, Wachau joins this new um, Austrian wine legislation uh, DAC as well. Um, For Wachau, there won't be that many changes because there there has been already a very, very strong focus on single vineyard bottlings and and approaches in the vineyard. Um, Basically, it's the same structure or hierarchy as in, in uh, many other wine regions, uh, not all of the wine regions or DEC regions have established this system, but uh, soon in future, you will find the same hierarchy um, in all, all uh, DSC regions in Austria. So it's basically about the regional wine, um, so the generic wine from Hamptal DSC or from Bächau DSC. Then you have the village wine from coming from one village. Um, so the same system as you have in Burgundy. And on top, there's the cru, the single vineyard, the reed. Um, this is uh, uh, true for Wachau, very true for Wachau. What we did, we did not um, focus on one grape variety. Wachau um, producers are very, very proud of the region. It's very handcrafted, um, a very, very labor intense um, approach in the vineyard. And even a Pinot Blanc or a, a Gelber Muscatella can show the, 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 um, the typicity of the region. So we have on the generic, on the regional level, um, more uh, grape varieties. On the Guards, on the so the village level, um, we have the Green Riesling, the Burgundy varieties, and the aromatic varieties. And for the single vineyard, so when you're on a very, very small, Plots on a very small um, origin, exactly demarcated, then it's only about Grunwiglin and Riesling. Of course, the region can show the typicity of more of a grape varieties, but when you're on a, on a very, very small plot, then it's only about Grunwiglin and Riesling. In and addition, in, in addition, we still have the Vinia Wachau three tier system um, because you still can do on a single vineyard a federspiel or a style. So some producers doing a, let's say, a Kirnberg federspiel. A um, little bit earlier picked, um, or from a different uh, plot of the Kirnberg, where the wines are lighter and fresher. In some doing some art style from the Kirnberg, um, full-bodied, concentrated. Um, so the, the veneer system exists next to the DSC system, um, and still uh, you have the chance to identify immediately if it's a medium-bodied or a more compact wine.
0: Might be a little bit of an evil question, but uh, I'm really curious, what do you think? Uh, Did you actually welcome this change? Or uh, Um, do you have something on the contrary? um,
1: No, actually, it was a a very, very um, democratic um, um, elaboration of the system. It might sound complicated. It might look complicated at the very beginning. But um, we have the DSC system since vintage 2020. Um, And um, for the consumer, for the wine lovers on the shelf, uh, they didn't change that much. Um, So actually, almost nothing. Um, The label looks still the same. Just on the back label, you do not have Bachau, but Bachau DSC. But you still have your Riesling Smaragd uh, Singer Riedel um, with DSC origin instead of Bachau. Um, and uh, it's a, it's about protecting the area. We have some additional um, uh, restrictions on the DSC, like like it has to be hand picked. Um, the wine has to be um, bottled here in the area or in in, in uh, for producers in, in, in neighboring um, um, towns. Um, so it's even a stronger protection of the area than before. So and and um, uh, Domaine is quite positive about the DSC. But uh, it was a, as I said, a very democratic um, um, elaboration of, of the system, and many discussions, and 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 almost all the producers are, are, are happily um, um, are very happy about, about this this this
0: uh, yeah solution. Okay, I'm glad because we also lost some uh, some positions on the on our wine list because of this DAC label, for example uh now a uh, single vineyard selected Sauvignon Blanc product cannot be on the wine list anymore. But uh, that was um, also awesome. the, 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 there there
1: are there are a few um exceptions that are not possible anymore, such as uh Ruta Tramina single vineyard or or um, had some 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 single vineyard on, on Chardonnay and and, and and Pinot Gris and so on. Mm. Um that has to be on the on the on the village level or on the on the generic level now. Yeah. yeah. But it's so. still um, still more um, uh, complexity and availability than, than in other DSC systems. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can we maybe start with the first wine? Because my mouth is getting dry? Uh, yes, uh, <laughs>
1: I'm happy to start with the first wine. Um, let's do the Riesling Federspielbruch, maybe. I brought, uh, I've sent to you, um, nice uh, Riesling from a very, very cool, um spot um riesling from the single vineyard brook and uh this is from the from the so-called spitz valley spitzer graben and um this is definitely the the, the coolest um part of the Hau of Lower austria of austria um and very very exciting um some 20 years ago um, the locals said it's too cold there to produce good wines, um, but um, with the increasing knowledge in working uh, the vineyard with climate change, um, higher uh, average temperatures, uh, these high altitude vineyards, these uh, very very marginal um, sites and 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 vineyards have become extremely important, and they deliver um, some of the most exciting wines you can imagine. And this Riesling Federspielbruck, it's not about... um, Actually, I had the same wine, um, just a coincidence, uh, yesterday uh, um, um, evening uh, for dinner with our Swedish friends, our Swedish importer here. We had it as our first wine kind of aperitif, and and, then white wine for, for the starter. And it's not about the... the the opulent, bold, tropical, um, stone fruit aromas. It's more about this salty, mineral, more restrained aromas, kind of whetstone character. And and, and, yeah, smelling this wine, um, it's a a very, very um, precise and and kind of lean flavors, but extremely refreshing already in the nose. Cheers, great to be here.
0: Cheers, thank you very much yeah that's what the, that's what i notice on the nose for sure it's a very coolish nose it's a very Absolutely. almost like tart, like tangy aromatic profile and very yeah. like almost all already in the glass it has almost like silverish like steel kind of reflexes for the color tones yeah. it's ki- kind yeah. of bare right and a very delicate yeah. nose almost a little bit flowery like a a bit like this meadow herbs kind of character so it's it's yeah, almost no fruit. I would say it's very inorganic nose, yeah. and really on on the palate, this laser sharp acidity, very pungent, almost like electrifying, and really this salinity, yeah. as, as you mentioned, it's very it's a very vertical wine. I would say very lively. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And 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 uh, the wine is is showing the same structure and in, in the in the uh, same styles, same character on on the palate. So very dry, uh, kind of bone dry, um, 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 bracing acidity, very vital, very mouth watering acidity, um, very refreshing. And um, so you, you you don't need this this opulence uh, um, 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 cream. This this is uh, uh, extremely drinkable. So very very um, um, yeah, flowing over the palate. With a very very for
0: intention. Yeah, it cleanses it really. If you have a if yeah. you have a gloomy day, it's a perfect breakfast wine actually. It wakes you up immediately. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, for example. And this uh, this, uh, uh, this read this red, screw can you tell a little bit about this and why why did you choose uh, yeah, this? Gonna, gonna shoot, uh... Thank you.
1: I'm gonna show you. i gonna show you the location of the wine. Um, mm-hmm. So where, where it's where it's located. So we have the Bachau map here, um, and we're going into the um, um, Spitz Valley. So the coolest part here, um, and zooming here into this valley. Um, here we have the. Um, sorry, gonna um, show Here we have the town of Spitz. Um, and the Danube, and then we are taking a turn, so coming from the east, taking a turn up uh, to the right, and I'm uh, um, um, driving up the Spitz Valley. and one of the very, very last vineyards is the Riedbrück, as you can see it here, um, neighboring Riedschön, so they're um, neighboring each other, there's just a very, very small ditch between those two vineyards, uh, almost not recognizable. But there's a little difference between Brook and Schön uh, because Schön is, has a slightly more deeper uh, topsoil, so it's more good in Vitlina, and Brook is a real Riesling vineyard, steep, steep terraces, very old vines. Um, and yeah, and then you have now the, the Brandstadt and training, and then just then, then the very end of the of the Bachau wine drawing area. For us, for Domaine Wachau, it's a very, very important um, release in Federspiel. So we mostly do a Federspiel wine. We have long hanging time, um, but nevertheless, uh, it does never reach its high alcohol levels uh, back there. And yeah, reflecting this this
0: uh, typicity of this cool side valley. Because it has 12, 12.5 alcohol, right? It's the upper limit yes. or for Federspiel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, beautiful! Yes. Uh, wh- which 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 glass would you take uh, for this one? It's more like the classical white wine glass, or uh, which glass would you usually use? Um. For y-
1: yes. Pro- probably, I, w- I would pick uh, a glass that is not too large, that uh, where the bowl is not too big. Um, a classic white wine glass. Um, personally, I have a glass that is actually too small. Um, or too thick, um, but but uh, uh, very uh, that's that's important also with with this this type of wine. You have a very thin glass, uh, but the bowl shouldn't be too
0: too large. Mm-hmm. And is it also common, or would you also recommend it for smarocks uh, more like Burgundian glass or Burgundy glass? Um, yeah,
1: yeah um, um, Here here at the winery when we're tasting our wines when they're young. Um, so the current vintage, because we just started a few weeks ago with the uh, Smaragd style two 2020, we're also using um, white wine glass um, with, a, with a smaller uh, chimney, with a smaller bowl. But so when the wines have a certain age, two, three years plus, then we um, rather go for, for um, um, larger glasses, um, white burgundy glasses, for example, or even small red wine glasses, um, per, per, personally, at home, for example, I, I, I drink and taste a lot with, with Suar classes, or my white wines. They have a quite strong, uh, big bowl, but on um, the top, they're very narrow. Uh, but nevertheless, you give them a lot, lot of aeration. Um, mm. So it's, it's a kind of playing around also with the classes. But, but the, the top single vineyards with some years of age definitely
0: need a larger class. Mm. Oh, it's a beautiful start. Thank you. And now, maybe can you please explain the structure of the domain of Wachau and what what does it stand for? Because uh, I also Uh, encountered some guests Um, who didn't uh, really know the history of it or actually the structure that it's uh, mm -hmm. it's a genossenschaft. So yeah,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh, as as complex as
1: the uh, as the Wachau region um as complex is our estates, Domain Bachau. Um, depending where we what what we are going to explain, but I will pr- try to, uh, to 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 um, talk briefly about the different layers and issues that uh, Domain and is representing. So on one side it's a very historic estate. Um, it originally belonged to the monastery um, to of of Dürenstein. So it was in the town of Dürrenstein, um, located. And in the 17th century, um, the, the, the boss of the church, the abt, the probes, um, had built a new winery um, outside of the town of Dürrenstein and um, had established had, had built uh, extre- a large, extremely large under- underground cellar system, which we are still working in. So we have um, baroque underground cellars um in total, it's one kilometers of corridors and 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 rooms underground and yes since the seventeenth century um, our our is located there and there's a small baroque castle that belongs to to Domain um, and, um, yeah, it was owned by the church later. It was owned by an Austrian aristocratic, uh, noble rich family. And in the 1920s, 1930s, because of the worldwide economic crisis, they had to sell the winery and the farmers, um, who worked in the vineyard, they bought out the winery and found its, um, kind of new structure. And since then it's run as a Vintner cooperative, as a cooperative and um Heinz our winemaker um, and myself we have been working here so this is Heinz here responsible for for the vineyards um together with our growers and myself we've been here now for 17 years and our goal was to redefine and to to um, um um change the idea how a cooperative uh, can work because in the past, and as it happens in many, many other places worldwide or in Europe with many, many cooperatives, the growers out there in the vineyards do the job to, to, to take care of the vineyards. Um, they have a little bit of information from 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 the management and then uh, they bring the grapes and, and the cooperative the, the wines are blended. And there are just a few different wines, branded wines. Um, we have a uh, we had a completely new idea, and we had the ch- chance to to start with this new approach. And very very soon after, after a few years, so we had our first success. And since then, um, um, we we uh, succeeded to reorganize how we work. Um, and we do work today. Um, so it's one 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 side. It's a very very artisanal and handcrafted approach in the vineyard. Um, There's very, very little mechanization in the Wachau uh, because of the steep terraces. And and the the vineyard ownership is also very, very, very small. Um, And we work uh, with uh, 250 family growers. So we do not send out vineyard workers. We do not send out uh, employees or temporarily, temporarily, uh, employees, um, vineyard workers, it's always the owner of the plots, of the vineyard, um, of the parcel who takes care um, of, 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 the, of the grapes. Um, and on average, it's the ownership of one or two hectares. And, um, and, and uh, we define the rules how the vineyard has to be worked. Um, we do not pay on the, on the volume, on the quantity, but on the quality of the vineyard work. It's a, a appreciation of the, of the very labor intense work in the vineyard. Um, and uh, there's a very, very complex depreciation um, 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 quality system behind um, our, our structure. Um, we rely on them. They have great knowledge because they have been working in their own vineyard for decades and over generations. Um, their knowledge has been passed on from, from generation to generation, from year, uh, from year to year. They you know exactly um, how the vineyard reacts when there's a little bit of rain or when the average temperature is a little bit higher. Um, we wouldn't be able to, to run our estate on a private um, 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 organization because it would be much too complex. Um, we had, in total, we work on 3,000 small different parcels. Um, in total, it's 400 hectares, so it's quite large estate. state, um, but we uh, uh, result after harvest uh, with 200, 300 different batches, and we bottle 70, 80 different wines, a lot of single vineyard bottlings, a lot of village wines, different varieties, different styles. So it is a, uh, it's a large estate, but nevertheless, it's a very, very um, um, small, structured, highly
0: fragmented approach in the vineyard, but also in, 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 in the cellar. Mm. And do the, do the families still own the vineyards, right?
1: Yes, the, the family are uh, owner of the vineyard. It's their own vineyard, um, but they also own Domaine Wachau. They also have a, a share in Domaine Wachau. So they are also uh, responsible for the, for the winery. Um, it's like in a, in, a, in a stock company, they have a certain share um, of, of Domain Wachau, and, uh, but what, what's the, the, the crucial success um, parameter is that we separate the knowledge and the, um, 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 and the work of, the, of our vintners uh, in the vineyard and the management of the winery, so that, that's, that's uh, separated. Um, we have our, our ideas and our goals and, and we take care of all the organization and distribution and marketing. Um, and Heinz is kind of 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 the of the of the, um, um, of the linking part, um, taking care of, of the of the vineyard management. Um, and and uh, we introduced uh, quite a huge number of, of quality um Measures and steps, um, changing the, the the soil management, introducing a special cover crop that is specially designed for these very meager soils here, um, increasing the the the, the canopy. Um, picking plans are very very precisely designed, so it's not the decision of each each grower when he picks his his grape. There's a very precise picking plan when which parcel has to be picked and delivered to the to the winery. Um, and when we, for example, pick for the for the Riesling village, brook that we just tasted, um, the six or seven growers that we have on the on the uh, on the on the brook vineyard pick on the same day and the same morning session and deliver the grapes at the same time. So it's the same approach as we would send out so I'm, 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 I'm picking helpers, but it's always the owner of the of the parcel doing the job.
0: Now you are uh, sustainably certified, right? Uh, on all of your vineyards, but also uh, I, yes. I, I heard from Rafael, your, your colleague told me that you are maybe in the process of turning some percentage of the vineyards into organic. Um,
1: yeah, so uh, the, the vineyard, the, the work in the vineyard is, is the basis, is, is the, the grounds, this is our future, that's everything that, that we have here in Bajao. It's a, as you said, an an amazing, um, um, mind-blowing landscape here, Um, and it doesn't just look nice. It also is based on on, on a very, very um, unique biodiversity, because we have the the wetlands, the floodplains close to the Danube. Um, We have the adjacent forest. Um, It's not huge um, monoculture vineyards. You always have small ditches in between valleys where you have bushes and and small trees. There are a lot of apricot trees here. Um, We have these dry grasslands where there's a huge variety of of, of protected animals and plants. So there's a huge biodiversity here in in the region because of this uh, also different kinds of of expressions of the land with Danube and and the forest. Um, and, um, the growers, our vintners are, they're farmers, they're highly connected with, with the soil. Um, there's a strong bonds, a strong local cultural, um, um, integration here. Um, so, so they, they don't care about what the wine is doing in New York City, whatever. Um, so it's, it's a very, very laid down approach, um. We just needed a little bit of of, of help how to bring that into the future into the next generation. And uh, our first step was uh, getting 100% uh, sustainably certified. Um, We do not use uh, insecticides anymore since many, many, many years. Um, We're not using herbicides um, um, uh, since recently. Um, And uh, we also started moving our vineyards into organic uh, production. So we have around 100 hectares plus in organic production or in transition already. And that will become more and more
0: over the coming years. And how do you decide maybe, or how do you yeah, motivate the growers to turn the vineyards into organic? Because I would imagine that some vintages could be kind of challenging. And yeah. uh, as we know that organic viticulture has uh, maybe a smaller tool set. One
1: side, we have to be able to afford
0: it, um, to pay
1: um, the work in the vineyards at a very, very good level. If we were champagne, probably would have already been um, 100% organic because uh, the, the payments are very, very high. <laughs> um, but uh, but it's, of course, it's our job to communicate the Bajau in a, in a very qualitative way and, and to position the wines out there um, properly, um, but on, on the other side, um, we think there will no, there will not be any, any other option um, uh, for the future, and it's a um, a process that I think will 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 r- succeed by itself. Uh, you just need to motivate um, uh, first a few a small number of producers because they're highly highly connected within the villages, um, we will see that, that um, it will result in a, in, a, in a positive way. Of course, at the beginning, some are, some are a little bit more reluctant and, and they don't know really, will it, will it succeed, will they, the yields be lower and so on. Um, but we um, had already vintage 2020 under organic production in, in many, many parcels and it was a very, very challenging year um, and it went, uh, went well. And I'm very, very positive that that uh, sooner or later we will be completely, completely, um, um, certified. But of course, it's 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 a it's a it's a long way, and it's it's not uh, that we we tell them you have to be um, organic um, um, certified. Um, we want them. We want them um, to motivate that they take the the decision by themselves, that they see that there's the right way, how we treat our lands, um, how we see the future for the next generation. Um, And that's just by by, um, communicating, explaining, um, showing them the results, um, and not forcing someone um, to do something um, and and so far it worked well and and um, there's still many years to go, of course, but uh, very positive
0: mm-hmm. it, I'm, I'm glad to hear that I think it's a very it's a good example. Yeah. Just put Thank put you. it briefly. Can we maybe try the second wine uh, uh, yes let's 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 try the mtX mm-hmm.
1: um, uh, a pretty um, unusual um, um, uh, label, and uh, this is an example of our um, of our backstage portfolio. Um, we started um, ten years ago um, to to play around um, um, and to explore somehow deeper in the vineyards and um, and and to to find out that. There are some really, really um, great treasures that we have out there in the Wachau Valley. And um, yeah, then we do, did a little bit of, of, of trials in, in the vineyard. <clears throat> and today we have 10 different wines in our Domain Wachau Backstage portfolio. All of these wines are at very, very small production because on one side, it's a, it's a small plot. It's a small parcel, a small vineyard. Um, that we're working on. For example, we have an old um, field plant, which is just a quarter of a hectare where we do 2,000 bottles of an old field plant. What we have here is Müller-Turgau, fermented in concrete eggs. Um, You see here part of our our backstage corridor. Back there, there's a a marble vessel and a granite, And here are some amphoras <clears throat> and here you see one of our concrete eggs. Um, that's what, what we are talking uh, now <clears throat> about. And Müller-Thurgau um, might seem as a quite unusual uh, grape variety um, to work with, uh, but it was a kind of pragmatic approach because um, Riesling um, was already occupied with the us. So we were searching for a different variety and we have a, um, a small uh, Müller-Thurgau vineyard neighbouring the Achleiten. <clears throat> so Achleiten is one of the most um, um, famous, well-known vineyards and neighbouring is Weitenberg. And there's a, a Mülleturga vineyard from the 1960s. And we picked this Mülleturga always very, very early. And actually we did already pick uh, 2021 Mülleturga. And um, Mülleturga is a tricky, tricky um, 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 grape variety waiting a little bit too long. Then quickly it becomes um, 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 botrytis infected, and 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 you don't have the, the the precision and the clean aromas anymore. But when you pick it early and you let it go in the in, in the cellar, and you do not this typical cool ferment stainless steel fermentation, um, but um, choosing a different um, um, fermentation vessel, for example, and we have the concrete egg. Um, we do a spontaneous fermentation of this, uh, uh, juice in concrete eggs and then for a longer time on the cross fleas and then for one year on the fine leaves. And then we bottled it without filtration and, um, without, um, um fining and without sulfur addition. Um, before we bottle the wine, we, we steer, uh, the, the wine, um, just to, to, have um, all the fine uh, yeast the lees in suspension, and um, having it a little bit cloudy gives the wine a certain um, stability. And the idea about this wine was doing a kind of of of, of natural wine. Um, the vineyard is also worked organically um, to have a natural wine that has a certain freshness and lightness in it. Um, so not a, a, a natural wine that is structured and powerful and, and 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 tannins and so on, but um, having again this 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 lightness and um, um, easy drinkingness and kind of kind of natural wine for 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 summer and for beginners and for white wine drinkers.
0: So, but uh, it's also a kind of wine where you wouldn't guess that it's a it's a natural wine. I think that was maybe yeah, behind the idea. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, because they the.
1: The clean fruits and the freshness
0: of, of the muller when it's picked
1: earlier, um, and and um, the the concrete egg actually is very inert, so there's there's doesn't much 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 oxidation, um, and and um, 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 so kind of nice fruity,
0: easy drinking um, sippy wine. Yeah. But it also has some kind of light nuttiness, I would say, like a light yeasty yeah. notes and also some maybe chamomile. Maybe I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but like kind of yeah. this like medicinal notes, maybe like a yeah. bit vegetal. So it's a very complex, but it's still yeah. really refreshing. So really stimulating, but still luscious. Yeah. So it's, it doesn't have this kind of laser sharp acidity as, as the faders yeah. had. It's not so bracing, yeah. but yeah. still very, very kind of stimulating and lively. And so beautiful. Yeah. So that's no, from, um, what do you still have in the portfolio as a backstage? Back what is maybe um, a flagship backstage? Yeah.
1: For, uh, for example, uh, other ones that we have in our backstage portfolio is, as I said, a, a field plan, so a real field plans from the 1920s, 1930s, so very, very old um, vineyards. Um, then we have the Riesling from amphoras, so very, very long on the skins, fermented um, for, for five, six months from, so Riesling amphora. Uh, then we have a Grüne Veltliner also from the Spitzwelle, which is fermented in, in the marble vessel and granite. Um, that's also a kind of Lina style. Um, then we do have classic uh, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, cool-climbed Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, in, in PS and, 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 and Berwick um, fermented, so 300, liter barrels. So, kind of typical international Burgundy style, uh, but very, very nice uh, um, wines because they have this, this, this salty acidity, uh, the Chardonnay, and, and also very cool cool flavors, the Pinot Noir. Um, then we have a, um, a, a fortified Grunewig um kind of white port style or the du naturel style. Um, because we all have our own um, distillery. So we have our own wine, uh, brandy, and brandy uh, in, in, in aged in oak barrels. But for this uh, fortified, we use fresh white uh, brandy to stop fermentation. Um, and then we have a Rosé wine. Um, uh, a Rosé wine, so a kind of, of premium Rosé, Pinot Noir Rosé, which is in, in uh, old, uh, second, third used um, oak barrels for, for a few months. Uh, so of this this is drinking fresh rosy wine by the more structured kind of tabelle, um idea behind this rosy uh, the
0: 1805 right
1: uh yes exactly yeah the
0: 1805 yeah mm. mm-hmm. yeah exactly nice. yeah it's an interesting project um, um we also have the fountain on the, on our wine list it's also a beautiful companion, also ah, to cool. some desserts, yeah. and also, of course, to cheeses yeah, as well. To, so to, very versatile.
1: Yeah, to 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 lighter desserts, so kind of of this modern dessert style, where it's not about heavy chocolate and and and, and sugar, but yeah, when you have some cream flavors in the dessert yeah. and dessert and and some some lighter desserts, they're, they're, it fits perfectly. Yeah.
0: And which ones are maybe the oldest vineyards among the, your suppliers? So I know about the Ural Treben, so this uh, field plant yeah. that comes from a vineyard with over 80 years old plantings, right? But uh, yeah. these yeah. are the oldest ones? or?
1: Um, yeah, um, honestly, you, you cannot tell exactly how old the vineyard is because uh, over decades and generations, you can't tell anymore. So when was was it planted, and here's the same situation. There was a certain historic reference that he said, well, it has to be at least from the late 1920s, early 1930s, because of. But otherwise, um, you don't have the documents um, when they're that old. What we do have in Lachau, what's a, what's a important issue, is that most of the vineyards, most of our uh, plantings are very old, mostly from the 1950s and 1960s. Uh, because um, after World War II, um, agriculture, vineyard management was, was in a very, very poor condition. Here in Wachau, in the late 1940s, um, early 1950s, there were only three to 400 hectares actively planted, and all the other vineyards were lost. And um, most of the plantings uh, were done here um, long, long before it happened in other wine regions. It's, that's because Wachau became popular um, very soon after World War II because of this so-called Sommerfrische, um, so this, this weekend vacations from, uh, for people from Vienna. You had this typical Wachau movies, um, Mariandel, which were very, very popular in the 1950s, 60s, um, and um, that brought, brought money into the region um, to the restaurants and, 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 uh, backhändelstationen, they were called, uh, so small, small restaurants where they offered, deep fried chicken only. Um, and that also helped the, the, the wine industry to invest and to, to plant. And, um, and already 1960s, there was a bunch of producers, group of producers who had ideas about higher quality, because back in 1956, it was only about alcohol and, and getting, drunk or having something nice to drink with your food. Um, and uh, in the 1960s, 1970s, there were, were already uh, some producers here in more than in many other regions um, where they, they, they met and tasted wines and, and, and went for uh, uh, dry fermented wines. And these were the, the big names of such as Yamek it's, it's and Hitzberger and, and, and Praga. Um, and, uh, and the idea of Vinyar was was finished end of 1970s in
0: 1983, they established Vinyar So you definitely place a huge emphasis on, on the many individual vinyard sites that you have and to showcase the, the subtle differences between them. And uh, yeah. in, in your case, what are the key criteria to accentuate uh, these minor characteristics? I mean, also in vineyard practices, but also vine making techniques like spontaneous fermentation, the cautious use of maybe malolactic fermentation, using big mm-hmm. oak barrels. So, what are maybe the key components of your recipe to to show the terroirs in, in perfect condition?
1: Yeah, I mean the the, the key uh, recipe is to to respect the land um, to. Um, to be aware that there are that these differences are really true, because if you don't care that the differences, um, you will you will blur them um, during the process of, 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 of winemaking making and picking and so on. Um, so you have to be you have to accept that there are um, 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 differences. So you have to believe in the idea of, of, of terroir, um, which is not um, clear for everybody. So this was also important for us to 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 discuss that with our growers um, and and to show them also with tastings and, and showing the wine the, the wines. And today uh, all our growers are, um, are aware that they are not producing just grapes from Bachau, the but they are working for a Riesling brook and that will be my wine. I'm, I'm responsible for 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 this label here that will be served in, in a good restaurant in New York, whatever. Um, and so that th- this is the starting point. And um, yeah, and then you have to do everything to to um, um, care about the vineyard and to reach good ripeness, um, and and forget about the very very old uh, approaches, um, picking too early, and and of course you have to react um, nowadays also to uh, changing weather patterns. That's very very important. And we had um, extremely hot years such as seventeen, eighteen, and a hot summer nineteen. Um, this year, we have a very, very cool year um, that started very, very late. And it's not about a, a plan that you have in your head and, and following the plan. It's it's about a high level of flexibility and reacting very, very quickly, um, which is a huge challenge for our growers because um, there's the huge um, part of, of, of handwork vineyards. And it takes longer uh, um, to finish one hectare doing it by hand than driving out uh, with the tractor and, and, and doing that very, very quickly. Um, but on the other side, it's highly fragmented and it's always a small ownership. So there's a huge uh, advantage as well behind that. Um, and, um, and, and working by hands gives you a, a closer relationship to the wine than sitting on a tractor and passing by the wine. So doing it by hands, you, you have a closer, preciser um, look on each wine, how it is, how is, it, it is reacting, how it's behaving uh, with the different weather. And um, yeah, we, we are going for very, very clean, healthy grapes. That's very important. Um, so um, um, no botrytis uh, grapes anymore as it was done in, in the past. So the selection um, was not something that was, was, was clear for everybody. Um because back in the seventies and eighties, um a good wine had a certain um intensity and procritis helped it. Um and, and we have this issue here in Wachau, there's no chapelization. So um this overripeness and dehydration of the berry can can compensate or can substitute uh, the lack of chapelization. Of, of, of but today uh, we are able to bring the grapes to full ripeness uh, without writing without centralization, and then in, in the cellar it's about gentle winemaking. It's it's about uh, more or less wine helping and not making it and letting it flow. Of course, you 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 have to know what you're doing. Um, it's not that you um, lean back and don't care uh, what what's happening in the cellar. Um, it, it's hard work um, because in the cellar as well, you sometimes you have to react if, if there are uh, um, some 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 um, um, uh, uh, misflavors uh, off flavors uh, because of of lack like of of whatever. Um, but uh, it, it's it's not this this high technique driven approach anymore, um, and and discussing what type of of, of, of yeast you you, you take. We use partly um, um, selected yeast, but then it's about neutral, uh, neutral yeasts. We also have our own yeast selection that we selected here from the Wachau, and then uh, we have this as dehydrated yeasts, but it's a local yeast that we use. Um, otherwise, it's, it's very, very, very often, so it's kind of where we start a, a ferment, and then we use it for other, other, other ferments to start. And uh, longer time on the fine leaves, um, later bottling, um, and that way you also work with lower sulfur levels. And um, 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 it's it's it's, but it's still about a very classic style that we represent. Um, Bachau is um, a very developed wine region um, for, for for wine lovers who taste a lot of wine. They know that they are different hand-dry things in different philosophies in, in, in one area, that you have producers that, that have more concentrated wines and, and very bold wines and others um, are picking maybe a little bit earlier or have leaner wines, more elegant driving wines. But a, a good quality region um, allows these different philosophies. You have the same in, in, in Burgundy, um, where, where um, uh, Le Carrière is tasting different depending on which producer you have um and, and this certain idea of personal philosophy is is i think it's
0: necessary it's important also for 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 us as wine lovers and wine drinkers for sure but at the end of the day that's the, these are the kind of wines i want to drink what you kind of described like kind of control controlled let yeah. let it be and also always yeah. showing an, an elegance and not uh, an overwhelming fatness and overripeness but a certain precision yeah. and so maybe, like, uh, the cherry on the pie, the smaragd? Yep. Yes,
1: our our last one. Um, this is a uh, Grüner Vitlina from the single vineyard Kierenberg. Um I have brought or sent to you a, a Grüner Vitlina from the um, southern side of the Danube. Um, it's... Uh, so the Danube is flowing from, from uh, west to east. So we also could say uh, left bank and right bank, uh, similar to, to uh, uh, Godot. Um, so it's the southern bank of the, of the Danube. Um, and I will sh- show you the location of the vineyard uh, where we are um, um, located. Hold on a second. Um, here's a picture of the Valley again. And um, we are. Um, um, so here's uh, our winery, Domain Wachau, is based in, in Dürrenstein. So here's uh, Dürrenstein and Oberleuben, Unterleuben. Here's the town of Mauten. And we're in this area here. Uh, as you can see, it's still somehow influenced by the Pannonian um, climatic um, currents, um, not as strongly as Mountain and, and Loeben, but still it's not very, very cool, uh, but it's neither um, this classic um, 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 uh, higher average temperature as, as, as we have in Loeben. And um, here we are um, in this area. So being, in the Kirnberg vineyard, um, you are uh, in the town of Rossatz or Riesdorf, um You can see that um, there are some vineyards on the lower side, the point uh, where it's even um, flatter and deeper. And the Kirnberg is already at the plateau, so it's the next terrace. It's not yet as high and, um, and, and high in and altitude as the Kreuzberg. But still, it's uh, kind of of higher altitude. Um, it's a it's a slope. It's not a steep terrace. It's a slope um, with a nice plateau bedrock uh, beneath, and it's a very very good vineyard for Grüner Um You always have a, a certain fine spicy aroma, um, kind of 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 of. of black tea aromas, um, the sort of typical Grüne Veclina, um spiciness, white pepper uh, aromas with this additional um, whetstone character.
0: Yes, and also very well measured acidity. So it's almost, it has this typical dancing kind of Grüne Vecline like acidity, so yeah. acidity. So it doesn't attack your palate and then it kind yeah. of, yeah, mm-hmm. cl- cleanses it all, but it, mm-hmm. it's, it stays like it's really dancing on the, on the tongue and Still very precise. It's kind of like danginess, but yeah. it it has a more organic feeling, maybe than than the uh, than the Fideszpe had. So it's it's a it's yeah. a bit like warmer kind of feeling, but it's also a certain certain alcohol. So it's not this overwhelmingly and not no butrides aroma. Yeah. So um, still yeah. still precise. Yeah.
1: Yeah. K- 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 Kienberg is always uh, so. We do we do um, um, four different um, Grüne Veltliner single vineyard uh, wines in a, in a Smaragd style, and uh, one is the Achleiten, which is always a classic. Um, then we have the Kellerberg, which is by far the the, the the creamier and more opulent style, <clears throat> and then we have the Axpoint, which is in in the town of Spitz on the foothill of the Singularity, and our let's say. Um, with brighter um flavors is, is the kirnberg and it's also a, mostly a little bit easier to approach in, in its use. Maybe it doesn't have the the longevity as the Achleiten so I wouldn't recommend to have it uh, in your cellar for 20 years, 15 years plus, rather for three to six years uh, then it's perfect drinking um, but it has uh, earlier this this very nice balance than other vineyards. Mm.
0: What is your favorite vineyard, if you have one? I thought I, I think it's <clears throat> quite difficult. It's like you're having sons or children yes. to pick your favorite, but yeah,
1: um, yeah it, it depends a little bit on on, on the occasion uh, or um, when when you drink the wine. But Achleiten has something special. So Achleiten is 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 a, a certain mm. I don't know uh, emotional. Connectedness uh, when you're in the Achleiten, uh, it's very uh, a climbing um, stone wall there, which which impresses you always when you're walking by, um, and the adjacent forest. Um, so there's a certain extra feeling around the Achleiten vineyard, and, and it shows it every year. Um, so even and then that's also the the uniqueness of a of a good single vineyard. Um, no matter if it's a warm year, cold year very good vintage, mediocre vintage, a good vineyard always is more or less on top and shows its, 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 its potential.
0: And uh, maybe as a last question, uh, one of the last ones, yeah. which grape varieties uh, might play a bigger role in your portfolio in the future? Do you also see like a trend and the growing demand towards lesser known indigenous varieties like Neuburger or Rotetraminer? <clears throat>
1: um, well, ba- basically, it's it's about Grüner Veltliner. Um, as a as a as a larger estate, um, of course, we are also very strong um, in exports. Our wines, you find them on the shelf. Um, we are in the, on the on the Swedish, Norwegian monopoly available, um, and uh, our Grüner Veltliner Terrassen Terrassen is a kind of benchmark style for Grüner Veltliner in the Wachau style. Um, so basically, it's it, it is about Grüner and it will be about Grüner Um And uh, so, seventy percent of our production is Grüner Twenty percent is Riesling. Um, Riesling has a strong importance here in Wachau. So Wachau has the highest percentage of Riesling plantings of all of all um, um, DAC areas of all wine regions in Austria. Um, so 20%, the same with the Wachau, 20% is, is Riesling. Um, we run out of Riesling uh, every year uh, earlier than we can deliver the next vintage. Um, because uh, when it comes to Riesling, many people think of Wachau, oh, yes, Riesling. Uh, that's a very, very unique style. Um, and then we have 10% other varieties. There's no real strong demand for one or the other grape variety. Of course we see that Gelba Muscatella, Muscat is doing well, um, Tramina, we have a little bit uh, that's also doing nice, but it's it's you cannot compare it with a with a grape variety such as such as Dina, uh, which is such a versatile variety from, from easy drinking, every, every everyday drinking um, to, to extremely um, to extremely um, complex wines. Um, and um, yeah, it, it will be even even with um, climate change. Um, we are pretty sure that for this generation, for the next generation, and even the next generation, it will be about Karunbichlin and Riesling. We are still the coolest wine um, um, growing area here. Um, we just have to adapt in, in the vineyard to to work the right way. And our experience is that the vine itself, the plant, um, is also adaptable. It is, it is um, kind of, of accepting warmer years and uh, it is behaving also that way that the wines do not lose extremely in acidity. You still have a certain freshness, even warmer years. And uh, yeah, that way we're we are looking positively in, in, into the future.
0: Oh, thank you very much. And also maybe a personal question because uh, you are also yourself a, a master of wine and uh, you certainly have a... Uh, an interesting uh, road uh, to domain Bacha, I would imagine. And why did you choose this uh, this estate and what what keeps you there basically?
1: Um, well i i didn't didn't choose I didn't pick uh, this job with the attention being here uh, seventeen years after. So I was was uh, searching for a certain change in life. Uh, before that, I worked with Wine and Co, um, the Austrian leading fine wine retailer in the, in the purchasing. Um, but um, and uh, but I, I, I wanted to see something different, and uh, now I'm, I'm actually on the other side, on production and sales and organization, um, and it's highly highly demanding and fascinating and um so i've been here for 17 years and if everything goes right goes well uh, i will be here in in uh, here in, in 15 years in the future or another 17 years and then i will slowly fade out my working life more or less mm-hmm. Um and uh so it was just a, a job available. So I started here in, in 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 sales and a little bit of marketing, so not this winery director that that was uh, uh was was promoted later. Um and and I, I'm I'm not here from the region, so my the first six months I uh, commuted from Vienna to Dünnstein every day. Uh, by car, uh, but soon after I, I realized that that, uh, that I'm, I'm losing too much time. So we, we uh, looked for an apartment here, and uh, yeah, and, and uh, was the right decision. And it's a great area, and a great people here. Um, and and uh, and uh, has, has uh, I don't know the hundred around hundreds different Hoarding wine taverns. Um, you can go uh, cycling. Uh, there's a mountain mountain bike trail nearby you can go swimming into the deck and you uh, you have great restaurants a high concentration of top top restaurants here in the area um, so there's everything you need uh, there's culture available here in, in krems and it's close by Some vienna is not that far so um the if you're ever one. looking for
0: a <laughs> new job a, one. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very, very much keep really it patient. in mind keep it in mind because I also very like the uh, I was in the summer there, and I, I could also recommend yeah. to anyone just to visit uh, the region and also maybe take a boat yard to Spitz through Türnstein yeah. and also see yeah. these beautiful little villages. Yeah. It's really very picturesque and yeah. it's, a, it's a great mood. I'm sure it's also beautiful yeah. in the autumn. so is, it a, is there any actualities, maybe events, uh, maybe in the near future? Um, yeah, Domain the is very, very,
1: very active in, with, with events, events and, and happenings here at our winery. Now the season is, is, uh, is, is, is closing slowly, um, so there's not that much happening anymore. Um, but uh, from April to September, October, there's almost every, every, every weekend, every week, there's uh, something available. So we have a kind of pop-up uh, heurigen we have a sound of wine events um, where we uh, have uh, all the top of producers with us into the table presentation <clears throat> with nice music. <clears throat> the concerts here, um, we have vineyard hikes. Um, you can rent um, Segways or e-scooters and drive through the vineyards on the, on the, mm-hmm. the streets. Um, you, can, you can go stand up peddle, uh, peddle, peddling and then tasting some wines here at the winery. So the venue is close by. So there are a lot of things, uh, uh, a lot of possibilities to do. Just check out the, our website. Um, uh, so there's a huge, huge duration of, of,
0: of, of offers uh, to enjoy the region here. Great destination for sure. Well, Mr. Horvath, thank you very much for your time. It was a great pleasure. at the a beautiful masterclass actually. Thank you. Uh Thank you very much. And thank you. I, I hope that uh, you also liked it or it was uh it yes it was really a was great a pleasure to pleasure
1: pleasure spending spending the time with you and taking three wines and uh <clears throat> yeah next time when I'm, I'm i'm in your region i will come to see you uh, in person please. and and the other way it was a great pleasure
0: thank you please thank you very much have a good day thank you bye bye did you like this episode and want to hear more then please leave your rating on itunes under the channel's page that will help others to find this content in the deep sea of podcasts available. Please consider supporting the quality improvement of this content on the WineGhost Patreon side via the link in the description, where you can get exclusive access to a number of things by donating a few euros or dollars a month. Like my guest list in advance, you can also ask questions from the guests, an invitation-only monthly roundup, a hidden fee of interesting wine content, and much more. You could also recommend me new guests, or just get in contact via the email address in the description, or contact me on the Bangos Instagram or Facebook site directly. Believe me, I don't bite. See you soon and keep on enjoying the ghosts.